and welcome to the Daily Dose, part of the Afro Duty Podcast. I'm your no BS entrepreneur, host of this show, podcaster, and mentor. On today's show, I want to talk about the seven things I wish I knew before starting a business. So let's roll into the show. The Daily Dose is your daily insight into the world of entrepreneurship, where I share my very best secrets to help educate you on building a six-figure business. Each day, I share secrets on entrepreneurship, business, and marketing. So strap yourself in for your daily dose from your no BS entrepreneur, Afro Duritu. I'm in business since 2016, uh, November, December time we started. So that's officially four years now, just over. And on that journey, I've been on a roller coaster journey of failed business attempts online, had to then get a part-time job as a pizza delivery guy on the weekends, as a cleaner to pay the bills. We've also had obviously COVID this year, so I had to pivot, we had to pivot our personal training business to online. Now my wife leads that and I do this now. So, so many things have happened over that four-year period. And some of the things I want to share with you are things I wish I knew when I first started. So if you're looking to start a business in 2021 because a lot of people have now been made redundant or furloughed or have more time on their hands for me this is the best time ever to start a business and i want to share with you the kind of seven things i wish i knew before i did starting so even if you're in business right now you might learn something from these seven key things so i'm going to roll through the list here so i have a list of seven things so number one i can't believe i if i knew this from day one i would have saved so much time money and effort i want to know exactly who i wanted to serve and, and this is a crucial piece that most people miss out. And it's Susan St. Murr who said this well, who's a, who was a guest on Expert Weekly, who's written over 37 books, Amazon bestsellers, so she knows what she's talking about. Is it a problem looking for a solution or is it a solution looking for a problem? And this document will allow you to, to cut through all that and work out, does your product or service essentially serve the audience you wanted to serve? So the first thing is client discovery. Is one of the most vital pieces of any business. It gets to know your pain points of your client. It gets to know their, their goals, their aspirations, where they want to be, their roadblocks in their life, their problems they're having right now. It allows you to speak to them where they're at. So if you're resonating with them on a level where they go, oh my God, that's me, and you're speaking to them in a language they understand, and you understand their problems better than they do, they're more likely to buy into you, buy from you, and you're more likely to have a successful business. So one of the first things I would ever do now is doing any kind of online product or service, I would go back to a client document. So I'd create an avatar, an ideal dream client. What do they look like? Where do they hang out? What are the demographics? And more importantly, what are the psychographics? As I mentioned, what keeps them up at night? Very important. So if you can't answer those questions, do not launch or start a business. That's the key thing, number one. Number two I've got here, picking the right business model. So I, I learned this, as I said, the hard way. So when we first started in the personal training space, we soon realized that the model we currently had was not scalable. And that's the thing. When you've got a couple of people in your business and you have X amount of in group personal training, you can have 10 people in a room. Do you need to get a bigger room? Do you need to then create more locations? And it becomes a problem then as you grow and you try to scale your business, it costs more to run it and therefore the margin just dwindles away. And this is what I mean by a scalable business model. Now, the fact that online has been blown wide open now and meet people are more accepting of it allows you to grab a lot of clients essentially using an online model there's different ways to do that and membership sites and things that support that zoom calls coaching sessions accountability and videos training worksheets a lot of things encompassed in that but if i knew from day one how to create a 
successful scalable business model, I'd be way further ahead than I am right now. And that's the, the truth of it. So take that really seriously. Can your business model scale? One-on-one -on -one is not a scalable model. Okay, so if you're a coach, consultant, entrepreneur, service provider, you need to get away from one-to-one -one and go one-to-many. Your one-to-one should be the highest offer. And I've gone through this before in previous trainings and previous podcasts. So go back to the daily dose. There's one where it talks about picking the right business model. And number three, so <laughs> I never read a book pretty much for a good 10-year period. I'd watch TV, I'd watch Netflix documentaries and all kinds of things, but I never really picked up a book to learn anything. And number three is always be learning. So always be picking something up. Always be learning your subject. Deepen your knowledge. It's so important. If you claim to be an expert in a certain industry or field, you should always be learning. And when I first started out, I kind of did my personal training course, got qualified. Then I kind of stagnated for a period of time. Then I learned more about nutrition, more about physical movement, movement, body. And then I got more into the mindset piece. And then eventually over time, I got into what I am now, which is all about creating online sales systems and processes. I geek out on it. I've done it for four years. I love it. I, I love being able to make something work and put things together in like a jigsaw puzzle and be creative in that space. And also I love podcasting. I love listening to them. I, I've listened to about an hour this morning already and it's only 9.36 in the morning. I'm always creating content via podcast or always consuming a podcast at some level throughout the day. So I absolutely love it. So always be learning very very important and it kind of leads into number four which is be learning from somebody who's ahead of you so the people I listen to are the people who are, who are more successful than me who have more income more impact and and those people like your Lewis Howes your Gary Vee your Jordan Harpingers of the world so those are the key kind of podcasters then I have people who are closer to me if you like Spencer Large Rob Moore UK based people but I'm always learning from people who are ahead of me and go right how can if they're doing what they're doing successfully, how can I emulate? How can I learn from that? How can I maybe pay for a mastermind or pay for some coaching or courses? And that's what I've done up to this point, and that's been really successful. It kind of it really does time collapse a lot of things. And now I go into 2021 with a game plan thing. Right, I need to work with this person, and now I'm, I'm making steps towards that to then be able to scale my business essentially. And that's what it's all about. I've done the beta testing. I've kind of ironed out the kinks, and now it's like right, how to get more people through it. And now I need to think differently, especially if you're doing a different offer and a different industry, etc. So very important you learn from people ahead of you. And number five, invest and reinvest your money wisely. So <laughs> in the beginning, you can kind of get excited and go, oh my God, I got this much money. And you kind of blow it on clothes and holidays and all kinds of stuff. So you got to really be careful at your money management skills. And that's something I've had to learn even more now. When I first was oh, got cash on 17, 18, I spent hundreds of pounds a month of clothes, drinking, booze, and that led up to my up to my twenties, and then slightly into my thirties. And I stopped drinking about four years, about thirty-two years old. So I'm now thirty-six. So for the last four years, I haven't been doing that, and it, it's been a, a game changer essentially. And it's making me think: right, if I have a influx of cash, where do I invest it? What do I do with it? And that's so important to know beforehand. Like, if you were to get ten grand in your business now, or twenty, or whatever it is income what would you do with it if you don't know the universe is probably not going to give you any more okay so you need to know where my money is going where you're reinvesting and reinvest wisely do your research do your due diligence check out the person check out the results check out all kinds of things to make sure am i investing in the right deal or person okay and number six is a is a kind of a, a funny one here so this is listen to your wife okay so i put this in here because she has great intuition about certain things 
and I should listen to that more. And this reply relies to or goes back to not just your wife, maybe it's your husband or maybe it's your any loved ones or people in your inner circle essentially who have got your best interests at heart and really know you and are doing it for good reasons. So you've got to pick, and this is very hard to do, you've got to pick the right people or right team around you. And then once you have and you trust them and trust their judgment, then lean into that. So my wife said to me, I should have done this two years ago, essentially. And I didn't. I was like, damn it, I should have done this two years ago. And and that was a lot of me, like being, I'm not too sure what I'm going to say on a podcast or do I believe in myself? Kind of imposter syndrome kicked in and kind of really helped people. And over time, I began to realize once you get planted that seed, open my eyes and realize, actually, a lot of people who don't know about online systems and processes, especially entrepreneurs, culture consultants, they're really good at their doing the front of house, if you like, serving the client, but maybe not good at the back of house stuff and therefore not have a scalable business. And, and that holds a lot of people back is the technology side, whereas I embrace that. So it's like, okay, I can use a skill set to benefit other people. And I didn't really listen to that until I went to an event. And in the event, I actually kind of looked around the room. It's about a couple of hundred people in the room maybe. And as she, as she said that to me beforehand, I looked at the room and went, actually, that person doesn't know as much as I do. That person... And I kind of was like, oh, wait a minute, I do know quite a lot here. And every time a topic came up, a speaker came on stage, I was like, I know this topic, I understand this, I get what you're saying. And some people are like, I don't get it, I don't understand. I was like, oh, it's quite easy, it's this, this, and this. Oh, wait a minute, I clearly got something here. And it's only when I saw that that gap between them and me as I realized I have something. And that doesn't mean I'm great at everything, because I joke, I, I will put a shelf up. These shelves were a pain to put up behind me. I could put up a shelf, but it might be slightly wonky, it might be chipped. You can't see it, but <laughs> I know where it is. So I have a certain skill set and a gift for certain things and I lean into that now and my wife is very intuitive. So listen to your inner circle. Okay, number seven. Oh, this one. Just do it, guys. It just makes sense. Okay, make quicker decisions. Speed of implementation is king. So make those decisions quicker. You might be pondering a decision now. Do I start a business? I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait. There's no point waiting. Just do it. Make the decision. Because you can always pivot and navigate. And it doesn't mean you have to give up your job and go, you know, jack that all in. I'm going for this thing here. Because you always want to have a runway of cash, like six months cash in a bank, essentially. It's a great way to do that. I didn't when I started. I just jumped in. But I, I'm like that. I'm a high risk tolerance when it comes to things like this. But that's about me having self-confidence in my own ability. If you don't, you're not too sure. Then it's maybe take a slightly step back and go, right, okay. Maybe I'll just start a little thing on the side. In America, they call it a side hustle. Maybe I'll just start creating you know, one or two clients on the side as well as doing my full-time job. I'll serve them on the weekends or evenings. That's a great place to start. But it's all about making quicker decisions. And I said this by a guy called Pedro Julian, who's fit by the boot camp owner, multimillionaire. He's a podcast show called The Empire Podcast. Show, check it out. Craig Bannatine, great show. He talks about this as in terms of like percentage, if you like. So in terms of percentage, you need to tell about, I think it's about 30 to 70% of the information. And he says, any less than that, I think it's 40 to 70, any less than that is too little. Any more than that is too much. So once you know enough, just make the decision because you will learn quicker by failing faster. So if you've got an idea about product or service, pull it out in the world quick as you can, make it as minimal viable product as you can. As long as it's something tangible to put out there, test it. If it doesn't work, then you know. There's big companies, Amazon, Google, Facebook, testing all the time, hundreds and hundreds of ideas a day. You should always be testing something, always be putting something out there. See if it works because eventually something will start to work or something will have a hint or glimmer of success. 
But you can't do that by not putting nothing out there. So making those quicker decisions based on that information you know, is this a wise decision? Yes, it is. Go make the decision. Make it quick, but implement everything to support that decision, and you can always pivot and change and reflect later. But you'll learn so much by doing that process. You'll cut everything by half at least as a minimum. So I highly recommend that last one. So just to recap again, number one, client discovery. Nut is one of the most important vital things when you're starting a business. Number two, picking the right business model. Number three, always be learning. Number four, learn from people who are ahead of you. Number five, invest and reinvest your money wisely. Money management is very important in business. One of the biggest reasons why people don't continue your business or businesses fail. Number six, listen to your wife or inner circle. And number seven, make decisions quicker. Speed is implementation is king. The speed of implementation is massive. Cool. Hope you enjoyed today's Daily Dose. Let me know if you did. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the little subscribe button. Get notified of the next video. A little alarm bell next. So if you're listening on a podcast show, because it is a podcast show, take a little screenshot. Let me know what you thought of today's episode, A-F-R-O-N-D-I-R-I-T-U. And send me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And I'll catch you guys in tomorrow's Daily Dose, like I always say at the end of every single show. Take control of your life before life takes control of you. Thank you for listening to today's Daily Dose. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please consider giving a five-star review. We need to stop the car, stop walking the dog, stop eating breakfast, and scroll down on iTunes right to the bottom and just write a five-star review. I'd really appreciate your feedback on today's episode. And I'll catch you guys in tomorrow morning's Daily Dose. Right, Go write the review, man. You know it makes sense.